Hi, everybody. I'm Patrick McEnroe, and this is Holding Court. Hello. It is Patrick McEnroe, and I am Holding Court. And I'm Holding Court today directly from SW19. That's the postal code for Wimbledon. It is the morning of the quarterfinals, getting set for two men's matches and two women's quarterfinals. I will be covering the Anz Jabor match against Maria Bushkova uh, on center court. And then we've got the all-German affair going on on court number one between Julie Niemeyer and Tatiana Maria. Uh, Hold your hand up if you had that as one of your women's quarterfinals. So totally wide open on this half of the draw. One of these four players will be playing for the Wimbledon title come Saturday. We've also got two men's matches today, the first one on center court between Novak Djokovic, the six-time champion. He's won the last three in a row at Wimbledon, taking on the up-and-coming, <clears throat> in a big way, Yannick Sinner from Italy, who took out Carlos Alcaraz in the previous round in four sets. So that will be the first match on center court. And then the second match over on court number one, Uh, The other men's quarterfinal on the top half of the draw will be between Cam Norrie, the number one player from Great Britain, and David Goffin, who won that thriller uh, in five sets over Francis Tiafo. And of course, Norrie dismissed another good young American. That would be Tommy Paul in straight sets. One American man is left, male is left. And that, of course, is Taylor Fritz. We'll talk a little bit about, about his match uh, against Rafael Nadal. That's tomorrow. And then the f- uh, woman player left is Amanda Anisimova. Called her match yesterday, last night, with Caroline Wozniacki as she just dismantled Harmony Tan. So really the, <clears throat> the matchup to look for on the women's side Tomorrow in the quarterfinals will be Simona Halep against Amanda and Isamova, two of the favorites, I would say, along with Anz Jabor to win this Wimbledon title. Halep, of course, the only player left in the field that's won a major. But how about this matchup? We got to go with Julie Niemeyer from Germany, uh, absolutely out of nowhere to reach the quarterfinals here. Uh, took out Wang in the opening round from China, who's a pretty good player. It was one and four, that one. Then she took out the number two seed, Anna Contivate, who had that amazing run last year on the hard course, particularly indoors. But she was recovering from, I mean, I believe she had COVID, so she wasn't in tip-top condition coming in. And Niemeyer took full advantage. I, I remember that was on court one, I believe. And it was an easy win. Contave sort of went away in set number two. Took just 58 minutes for Niemeyer to win that one. 6-4, six, 6-love. Six By the way, this is her first appearance for Niemeyer in the main draw at Wimbledon. And in fact, she's the first, the, the only first player to, the last player to reach the quarterfinals uh, in her maiden appearance in the main draw was Carolina Muhova, who did it a couple of years ago in 2019. But she actually played the qualies last year, Niemeyer, uh, which I love these stories because I played in a lot of qualies myself, including one of my, my worst, my most devastating losses was losing in the final round of the U.S. Open qualifying when I think I was still in college, a guy by the name of Lloyd Bourne, who also played at Stanford. He was like my brother's age, so he was much older. He was a veteran. He beat me in a third set tie break. Um, 
to qualify for the U.S. Open. So when you're an up-and-comer, really at any level, when you're playing the qualies, that final round, there's just so much pressure to get into the main draw. In those years, I don't think there was any prize money in the qualifying, maybe a little bit. I mean, the qualifying prize money has gone up considerably to where you actually can make you know, some decent money, cover your expenses, your coaching expenses, your travel. But in those days, it was it, it, the, the difference from B losing in the last round of qualities to making the first round was, was exponential, a lot different than it is today, but more the emotions, I think, of losing in the final round. So I just bring that up because last year in the final round of qualifying, uh, Julie Niemeyer lost four six six two nine seven in the final set, and she had two match points. So that kind of loss, <clears throat> I'm sure, is making this run for her even sweeter. She got straight into the tournament this year because she was ranked uh, sort of just inside the top 100. Uh, but the only other time she played in a major in the main draw was this year at Roland Garros. At Roland Garros. Uh, she qualified there, and she lost to Sloane Stevens. But so she beats Contivate. Then she takes on Serenko from the Ukraine, uh, who's a veteran who's been around a lot longer. That was a v- really her only tough match coming into this quarterfinal today. She won it six three in the final set. Uh, in two hours and four minutes. Then she played local favorite Heather Watson, uh, the English woman. <clears throat> excuse me, who's now thirty. But it was big for her to make the fourth round. She'd made the third round a bunch of times, including a few times here at Wimbledon. Remember, she had that match where she almost beat Serena when Serena was playing close to her best on center court. Uh, so for her to make the fourth round was a big result for her. But Niemeyer, just uh, too much firepower, great returning from uh, the big-hitting German. So she won that 6-2, 6-4. This is the first time she's won four straight matches at any level tournament on the tour. So uh, absolutely amazing result for her. Now, So now she's taken on number 103-ranked Tatiana Maria, who is at a much more difficult path to get to this quarterfinal. But as far as her path to get back into the top 100, she is a mother, not of one child, but of two children. So she took a break from the tour when she had her first child, came back for a bit. Then she had her second child, uh, and she started coming back, let's see, in the birth of her second child was in July 2021. That's amazing. And well, she returned to the tour in July 2021. So uh, I'm trying to find out when exactly she had her child, but absolutely amazing that uh, she's been able to get back. She's good on grass. I mean, throughout her career, her actually only title or, or, or her grass court title was in Majorca back in 2018. So she can play on this surface. She's got a lot more variety, can use the slice, can come to the net. Very tough road, as I said. Sharma in the first round, she won that in the three-setter, lost the first, won at 6-4 in the third. Then she took on Serana Cristea, who's had an excellent year, who was seeded. She was ranked 32 coming in. That was another struggle. Uh, actually dropped the middle set in that one, 6-1, won at 7-5 in the third. That went over two hours. Then a big win over Maria Sakari, who <clears throat> was one of the favorites, the number five seed. Won that. It was a tight two-setter, but it was two sets. It was an hour and 31, uh, three and five. And then 
She fights off a couple match points against Yelena Ostapenko, who is always uh, full of uh, unbelievable energy out there, some of it positive, some of it negative. Uh, and Maria won that 5 7 7 5 Seven five. So when you look at the overall court t- time on court, seven hours thirty one minutes for Maria, just five hours thirty three minutes for Niemeyer. <clears throat> but more than that, I think this match is about handling the occasion. I mean, for both women, it's an unbelievable opportunity just to get this far, but then to have one someone in front of you that you go into the match realistically thinking. I can absolutely win this match. It's not like you're going up against, you know, a top seed, whether it's Halep or Shabor, who are the two favorites, Anisimova being the third favorite, um, or, you know, a top five player. So this is a, a great opportunity for both of them, and we will see which German can advance uh, to the semifinals. Now, Anne Jabor is a very, very solid favorite in this match against Maria Bushkova, uh, who is from the Czech Republic. She's 24, I believe, 23 or 24, had a great junior career, won one of the junior slams. Uh, left the Czech Republic when she was 10 to go to the IMG Boletary Academy for a couple of years. Uh, interesting young woman in that she's I watched an interview that she did uh, during the Canadian Open, I think it was last year, uh, and very intelligent, speaks like five languages, is taking business administration courses right now while she's on the tour uh, because she says she loves studying. It's always been a good thing for her to uh, take a break from the tour and the rigors of the tour. Uh, but clearly she's been someone that's been gunning for this type of uh, move for her whole career, young, relatively young career. But when you think about how she started, as he, many of these players do, really in her teenage years, <clears throat> it was pretty clear that she was looking to become a professional tennis player from the age of uh, 10 on. So she comes into this match ranked 66, uh, but she's had six wins in her career over top 10 players. She's very solid from the baseline, extremely consistent. I believe in her last match, I think she dropped, made four unforced errors uh, in the last match that she played. I'm looking it up right now because I want to go th- get these numbers correct for you. Uh, going up against uh, An Shabur, who clearly is a favorite in this one, uh, having burst into the top 10, uh, first player from an Arab country. to you know, she's, break, she's broken all sorts of records as far as getting to her ranking, getting to the quarters of majors. Um, and now she's going up against Bushkova. You know, I'm looking at her rankings over the years, you know, steadily moving up. Uh, she was first on the ranking list in 2013, so she was very young. And then she moved up to 493. Then she moved up to 311, 260 in 2016, 169, 2017, 2018, 142. So at that point, she's maybe 19 or 20. Uh, and then in 2019 is kind of where she made her move, um, got to as high as 53, and then just inside the top 50. So she's kind of hovered now for a couple of years between, you know, her highest being 46. Now it's 66. You know, she's not a player that has huge firepower. Uh, you see some of the Czech players who just hit the ball a ton. She's more of a counter-punching type of player. Uh, very consistent, as I said, when she needs to be. I don't know if that's going to be enough. In fact, I don't think it's going to be enough against uh, Anjabur, who's just got so much variety, so much feel. 
plays that drop shot as well as anyone plays it. Uh, and just very versatile, very versatile, and, and appears to be playing with a tremendous amount of confidence right now, does Ana Jabor. So she, she's a huge favorite to get to the championship match. I mean, you look at these other three players in her way, uh, Maria, Niemeyer, and now Bushkova, who she'll play today. That'll be on center court. I'll be calling that match uh, with the one and only Chris Everett. So I'm looking forward to that as the first match I'll be calling with her. Uh, since she's come back, she came midway through week number one. Of course, you know her story if you've been following, uh, uh, dealing with uh, chemo and the cancer over the last couple of months. Then just before she was getting set to come here, Chrissy, she got COVID. Now my wife has COVID at home, so she had to cancel some concerts in California, staying home in our house uh, with construction going on. Then, of course, we got mice everywhere, uh, we find out, in the house. So, you know, I'm not, um, I'm not doing too well over here having to hear about that, but my wife's doing a lot worse, not, not recovering yet from COVID. She's had it uh, guys, I think it's been over a week now and she got hit pretty hard. She hadn't had it at all over the course of the last couple of years. I uh, had it twice at different times. Two of our three daughters got it at one point, luckily never got uh, particularly sick. And my wife somehow never got it. And now she's got it and she got it. She definitely has it worse than I had it both times. Uh, so sending my love to my beautiful wife, Melissa. Uh, she seemed a little better last night. So I'm hoping that uh, she turns a corner shortly. All right, Fit Biomics is my new sponsor here on Holding Court. And I'm, I'm very excited about this because I've been looking for something to help me with my gut health. You know, I'm 55 now, my gut not quite as ripped as it used to be. Other middle-aged men will know what I'm talking about. So I've been hearing about this gut health and probiotics for some time. And just so happens that Fit Biomics came along, wanted to be a sponsor of my podcast. And Nella is their new product. It's a deli capsule of next-generation performance probiotics, which is designed to help anyone, including yours truly, pursue a healthy and active lifestyle and reach a new level of their personal best. You know, get that gut health, get that digestion better, um, sleep better at night. So I am starting this out. I will do it alongside you. You can go to their website, nella.fitbiomics.com, and you can use my code, PMAC, that's P-M-A-C, 25, and you will get 25% off all products. Let's do this together. Let's see how our gut health progresses. Uh, looking forward to these two women's matches. Of course, we've got the men's matches uh, today as well. <clears throat> Let's start with Djokovic and Sinner because this match, um, you know, Sinner's a guy because of his firepower, uh, you think has a has a chance against Djokovic. But Djokovic in the last match, after he dropped that second set to Van Rijthoven, I mean, he lifted his game like he always does, uh, particularly here at Wimbledon, which he hasn't lost here for ages. He's won the last three times. Of course, they didn't have the tournament in 2020 because of the pandemic. So uh, 2018, it was at the time he lost to, uh, he won eight, he won 19, 21. No, so he won 18, 19 was the match over Federer uh, in the final. 20 was the pandemic. 21 last year wins it over Berrettini. So the last match he lost, he didn't even actually lose. I mean, he, he retired against Burdick. Remember, he had the, uh, the elbow issue a few years back. So uh, it's been a while, and I don't expect Sinner's going to beat him, but I do think that Sinner's got a shot. 
because he's got massive firepower, great movement uh, on this court. We saw that, his ability to defend against Alcaraz. Darren Cahill has been working with him for a couple of weeks now, and you see a little difference on that first serve. He's got a little more of a rocking motion. Killer told me he worked on that with him to try to get the hips more involved, so it seems to have a little more fluidity, a little more pop. Um, and I think more importantly, a little more jump, a little more bite on the second serve. Uh, he's going to have to serve great. Djokovic is feeling it right now. Uh, Sinner is, you know, I, I, I don't know if he has quite the versatility that you need um, against Djokovic to win this. And what I mean by that is the ability to play, you know, good defense, to play the slice, uh, to hit big, obviously to serve big. That sort of goes without saying you know, Berrettini has that game, big serve, big forehand, not quite enough off the backhand. Sinner's got more on the backhand. He hits the backhand a lot bigger than Berrettini, and he can hurt you off the backhand. Um, just not sure how comfortable he is sort of finishing in that midcourt area, whether it's by using angle, whether it's by playing a drop shot. For example, like Kyrgios is able to use the drop shot a lot to finish points. Obviously, he can do it off the forehand as well. Backhand solid. We'll get to Kyrgios and his match tomorrow. Uh, I just, you know, and, and again, this is complete nitpicking, but, but this is what it takes to beat these guys in their element. And this is Djokovic in his element because this is, to me, right now, his best surface. I mean, I know he's great on hardcore. I know what he's done at the Australian Open when he can play it um, has been remarkable. But if you look, he's, there's almost nobody that can even play with him on a grass court. Hard court, you know, there are guys that can play with him, give him tough matches. Generally, he wins, obviously, but there's guys that can pick him off on a hard court. Not so much on grass. I just don't. That's why when I'm breaking down the center game, I'm looking at every facet. And you've got to have every facet just dialed in um, to even have a shot. So as well as he's playing, uh, I don't see it. I think it could go four, maybe five. Um, but I will be interested to see sort of the game plan of center uh, as a 20-year-old coming out. He's been in some big matches before. He's played Nadal at the French. Um, I watched him play in D.C. at the City Open last year uh, when he won that title. Great kid. I mean, great kid. Was a champion skier until the age of 12 or 13. There's some great video of him skiing. Uh, he decided to go to tennis, so luckily for us in the tennis world, uh, he's from the uh, northern part of Italy, which is very close to the German border. So he actually speaks German fluently uh, at home with his parents. He's Italian, but he's got a little bit of that German uh, background to him as well. So uh, I like Djokovic. I think it'll be a very competitive match, uh, but I think Novak will win it. Uh, then in the semifinals, he would play either Nori or Goffin, which truly um, is probably an easier matchup for Djokovic than the matchup today against Sinner. I mean, Nori might beat Sinner if they played head-to-head because of his style, you know, uh, dictating with the forehand, flat backhand, just an amazing competitor, moving well. Uh, but just not enough firepower, in my view, to threaten Djokovic at all on this surface. And Gofan the same. I don't. I expect Nori to win this. I think Gofan's had an amazing run. The veteran to get to the quarters. He had some serious injury issues that he's been coming back from. To beat Tiafo the way he did in five, 
when Tiafo, you know, the younger guy, arguably slightly more athletic, but Gofan is just rock solid, doesn't have a ton of firepower. Great backhand, times the ball well. We've seen him play well in majors before. But generally, when Gofan goes up against one of the big-time players in a big-time match, he folds. I mean, because he just he just overmatched. Uh, not this shouldn't be the case today against Nori because Nori's not you know Nadal, Djokovic, Federer. I remember Federer beating Gofan. I think it was at the U.S. Open. It was like zero one the last couple of sets, and Gofan just went away. Just basically didn't even put up a huge effort. I don't expect that to happen today because he knows this is an, a match that he can win. Uh, I'll be on court one. That'll be the second match over on court one after the first match is a women's quarter. I like Nori. I think it's a three, maybe four setter. I, I just think GoFan's going to run out of steam, run out of gas. And Nori makes you play. He makes you play so many balls. Um, the guy from TCU, the old Go Frogs, the Horn Frogs, uh, he had a tremendous collegiate career. He's still very close with uh, the TCU program and coach David Roditi, who's been texting back and forth with me. He used to work for the USDA when I was there out in Southern Cal. Great guy. Awesome job he's done at TCU. They were one of the top teams this year. Of course, UVA won it. Also got some nice text, by the way, from Coach Pedrosa at UVA talking about Nakashima. And, uh, you know, Nakashima spent a semester there and he, Pedrosa just so impressed with the work ethic, uh, the professionalism. So they sort of knew uh, after seeing Nakashima on campus that he was destined to go on to the pros because that was all he cared about. And we saw a great performance from him against Kyrgios in the quarterfinals. Love Nakashima's game and attitude, maybe more so the attitude, uh, the professionalism. Uh, So we're going to see a lot more from him. Uh, moving forward as one of the good, the top young Americans. Sebastian Corda was not able to play here because of an injury. He's a similar age to Nakashima. Plus, you've got the 24, 25-year-old. And the last guy standing there, of course, is Taylor Fritz. So we'll get into that match tomorrow. Uh, I'll give you a little preview of the quarterfinals for that one as well. Looking forward to the first day of the quarters here on a Tuesday. I've got my back door open to my little flat here up in the Wimbledon Village. Little cool breeze coming through. It's supposed to be a little breezy, uh, no rain in the forecast today. Little, you know, chilly would be the wrong word, but it, for, for us back in the Northeast in the summer, this would be a chilly summer day. Here in England, it's about you know high 60s, maybe low 70s. Good time for me to go hit the gym right now, get my little workout in this morning, and then get set for the quarterfinals here at Wimbledon, coming to you straight from SW19. Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media. 